Hey y'all, this is Vera Payam and I am back with a new episode slash update for the Vera Payam show. So this episode is called Identity and Integrity. So as y'all know, I recently changed the name of this podcast. It used to be KW1S or Kinky Wild One Show, but I changed it to the Vera Payam show. Um, not only did I feel like this, I feel like this made my brand more cohesive, but also I feel like it gave me a lot more direction for where I really wanted to take this podcast. So currently, uh, my podcast is still on Patreon behind a paywall. However, I do have plans to eventually take it public once I get my website launched. Um, the real reason that I didn't go public with my podcast sooner is because I didn't really know quite where I was going with it. Um, I didn't know exactly how it was going to fit in with my other content, especially since most of it is porn. <laughs> um, and I also didn't know how it was going to fit into my brand as a whole. Um, and so for instance, in the first episode, um, I really highlighted the need to talk about ethics as they pertain to kink, poly, and kind of like our sexual relationships. But the more I started sharing my stories, uh, most of the episodes weren't directly related to sex. Um, why? Because ethics run so much deeper than just our sex life, right? Um, being ethical just goes far beyond kink. And so you know me, I'm a very thoughtful person. And when I speak, I speak with intention. And I stand behind every word that comes out of my mouth. And so before I took my voice public, I really wanted to make sure that my ideas, my integrity, and my personal house was in order. Um, also, I really wanted to take some time to kind of put all of these stories together and work out exactly what my message was, what people could expect from this podcast, and what y'all can expect from me just as a content creator in general. Uh, I knew that I generally wanted to talk about ethics, kink, and philosophy, but those are still pretty broad topics, and I still really had to like narrow down my angle and sharpen my focus. So my mission still remains the same, which is to reduce human suffering, specifically the unnecessary suffering that we inflict upon each other by lying, cheating, stealing, and just generally exploiting, of, exploiting each other. Um, but I was still figuring out kind of like the best way to approach this topic. Like, you know, what should I focus on? And as you hear in other podcasts, you know, my educational background is in communication studies and sociology. Uh, I've worked as a community organizer. I've collaborated with nonprofit organizations, community leaders, labor unions, business associations, and policymakers um, to help influence policy change all across Southern California. And... You know, while I knew that the work that I was doing was meaningful, I also knew that it just wasn't for me. You know, it wasn't like the right fit for me. Um, I was, I knew that I was passionate about helping other people, but I was not passionate about politics, legislation, or just the political process in general. I just, I was, I did not like it. And, you know, while I understand the importance of, you know, like policy change, changing the rules of the game, building power in impoverished communities, politics just wasn't what inspired me. Um, what really interested me was ethics and accountability. Those were always the things that I was more, more interested in. Because for me, the way I see it 
is it doesn't matter what kind of system or what kind of change you're fighting for, right? Whether you're a diehard capitalist or, you know, you're, you know, like diehard communist. At the end of the day, every system is going to be run by people. And if the people pulling those levers behind the scenes aren't knowledgeable or acting with integrity, then the system and and with the best interest of their fellows, then the system, whatever system it is, it's going to fail, right? Um, because any system can and will be hijacked by people who are just looking to manipulate the system or and abuse it for their own personal for their own personal enrichment. So for me, I felt. I, for me, I felt like rather than changing the rules of the game, I wanted to talk about how we play the game. And I think what's kind of tough about this, a tough part about talking about ethics is that they're really subjective, right? Like, and they're also highly dependent on context. Generally, ethics tend to be regulated by, they tend to be regulated by context or internally within whatever industry you're in. So, because the, for instance, like, you know, the ethics of a teacher are going to be different than the ones of a doctor or a lawyer or a doctor or a parent or a police officer, right? Because each of those has different challenges that they face. And even within those, and then even within those, there's going to be an array of experiences and, um, and circumstances, right? So... Not only that, but people also get their ethics from different places and they have different levels of experience or interest thinking about them. Um, you know, talking about ethics, it's kind of like, a, <laughs> it's kind of like trying to give a group of people directions, except they all have different starting points. They're all in different vehicles and they all have different end goals, right? <laughs> Um, still, though, I, I still was trying to figure out, you know, how do I talk about ethics in a general way that's still going to be meaningful, right? Well, the answer was I couldn't. You can't talk about ethics in general because there are no universal ethics, right? There are no general situations. Every situation is going to be specific. And there's no one standard of ethics that's going to fit every individual circumstance or situation. And so... The more I thought about it, the more I realized it really boils down to what it is that I want to talk about really boils down to personal integrity and, uh, and cohesiveness and consistency, right? Like whatever your values are, whatever your ethics are, or wherever you get them from, what really matters is how consistent you are with them. Because that's what really matters, because if we aren't being transparent about our values and we aren't consistently applying them in our daily actions, then our values don't mean shit. I mean, it really, everything boils down to personal integrity. So, so that kind of helped a lot once I kind of figured out where my focus was. But then the next question was, well, how do we talk about integrity, right? Well, you don't. You live it. Integrity isn't in the words that we say. It's in what we do. It's integrity is in our actions. It's in our track record, how we conduct ourselves and how we treat people. Sure, you know, like, you know, it's in how we vote, but it's also in how we treat our neighbors, right? Um, 
And it's in how we treat people closest to us, but also how we treat people that are different from us. Um, integrity isn't just the face that we present to other people, but it's also how we treat people in private, right? When no one's looking. Um, integrity isn't just about respecting authority and following the rules. It's also about how we treat the poor, how we treat the vulnerable, the people who can't stand up for themselves or speak up for themselves. Integrity is in the manner in which we conduct ourselves. It's in our character. And, you know, I feel like, especially, you know, in this day and age, I feel like it's great that, you know, that people are, are interested in their values. People are vocal about the things that they believe. But integrity isn't just in the specific principles that we're espousing. It's about how consistently we live by them. And that's, I think, when I got on this train of thought, that's really when it finally started to come together for me. The best way to open up the conversation about integrity isn't to tell people what to do or to say these are the right values. It really, it's about the best way that I could think to talk about integrity is to just share my story of how my sense of, of identity and integrity um, has and continues to develop, right? Is to share the stories of others who have different life experiences and different backgrounds, but are working on the same process. And I think by sharing those stories, we can find commonalities and inspiration for our own journey. You know, everyone's got a different starting place and different roads to traverse, but by sharing these stories, I really hope to inspire you toward self-reflection and you know, and I hope that, that you gain a little bit of insight into the workings of your own process. Um, this podcast is, um, you know, it's kind of about opening up a conversation, but not really with me, but with yourself. This podcast is really about exploring ethics through the lens of self-reflection, identity, and integrity. And it took me a while to kind of pin this down. I kind of felt like I was talking about all different kinds of issues. But um, the reason it took me a while to pin this down is because integrity and identity are present in every aspect of our lives, not just our sex lives, not just our work lives, but everything that we do. Um, from work to home to the spiritual, you know, like the saying goes, everywhere you go, there you are. So, so what makes up an identity? Well, that's clearly, that's probably a, you know, that's a big conversation. That's probably a conversation for another episode, but, uh, people build their identity around all sorts of things, you know, their job, their friends, their beliefs, their ideas, the, their skill sets, the car they drive, you name it. Um, but the things that we choose to build our identity around say something about us. Identity is directly related to integrity because the things we choose to build our identity around will directly influence our sense of integrity. So clearly, just as, just as, uh, just as there's a variety of ways to build an identity, right, um, there's also going to be a variety of, integrity is going to look different for everyone. Identity looks different for everyone and so does personal integrity. Um, however, the process for getting there is pretty much the same. 
It requires honest self-reflection. It requires understanding yourself, your values, what you believe, where you want to go, and what kind of person you want to be. Living with integrity. Integrity is ultimately what is integrity? Integrity is a sense of cohesiveness. Living with integrity means accepting and being satisfied with who you are and having and maintaining personal, healthy, healthy boundaries, healthy individual boundaries with yourself and respecting the boundaries of others. You know, we all grow and change over the course of our lives and, you know, and we're constantly reassessing our boundaries. Um, but when we know who we are, what our values are, what we're working toward and who we want to become, you know, life becomes a lot easier to navigate. Self-knowledge is what gives us that direction. Like living without integrity is kind of like, it's like sailing the open seas with no map and no compass. Sure, you might be moving, but you're not really going anywhere. Um, and, you know, and I can't really tell you what to build an identity around, you know, or what your integrity should be, right? Nor would I want to. But what I can do is I can share what, how I've built my identity, the principles that I've built my identity on, and what integrity looks like for me, and how I, and how I navigate my own ship. So for me, personally, I'm happiest when I'm being true to myself. And what does that mean? It means, i.e., setting healthy boundaries and sticking to them, right? That's what it means to be true to yourself. And I also feel like I'm at my best when I'm, I'm actively working on myself. I'm actively working to become a better version of myself. Um, kinder, more humble, um, just a, an all-around nicer person to be around. Um... I believe that personally for me, living with integrity not only improves the quality of my life, but it also improves, um, it improves the way I treat other people. Because, you know, people who are happy with themselves have more fulfilling relationships with other people, right? When we feel better about ourselves, we treat other people better. Uh, I remember when I was in college, um, you know, obviously both my majors are in the humanities. I took a ton of humanities courses and I, the statistic always stood out to me in every class I had, whether it was communication studies, sociology, even psychology courses. Um, there was a statistic. It said the number one predictor of happiness and success It's pretty much the same thing. And it is number one predictor of happiness and success is did your parents love you? Did you feel loved as a child? That's it. I always thought that was so, I always thought it was, it was so simple. It was like, why though? How does that, how does that affect your, your long-term happiness and success? Well, because when we feel loved and we're happy with ourselves, we are whole and empowered all on our own. We have higher self-esteem and we're able to find satisfaction and joy in everything that we do. People who don't feel good about themselves usually need to harm or tear others down to, to create a sense of satisfaction or self-worth. And that's exactly why I feel like it's so important to talk about identity and integrity. Because people who truly love and respect themselves don't need to abuse or exploit other people. And, you know, I, 
I may have said it, you know, I may have used these words once or twice in a couple other episodes of the podcast, but really, I, I don't like, it doesn't feel good to me. I don't like to define people as like good or bad, like that's a good person, that's a bad person. Um, but I do think that, you know, if the only way a person can feel good about themselves is by watching other people lose, suffer, or fail, then I can safely say that that's a person that I don't really want to be around. <sighs> On that note, you know, I remember, um, I remember this one time, um, I was hanging out with, uh, it was, uh, some friends of a friend, right? And being around them was just so like, I couldn't put my finger on it, but it was just, it made me uncomfortable, you know, and I had to think about it. And being around them was kind of like, it was like a bunch of crabs in a bucket, you know, like all they did was kind of like pick at each other and like, like tear each other down, you know, like, um, it, it was almost like, you know, and it wasn't like playful. It was mean. Like, the things they would say to each other were fucking mean. Like, me and my friends, you know, I'm from L.A., we like to talk shit, you know, we like to poke at each other. But, man, the things that they were saying were really fucking harsh. And it was so weird, you know, because it was, it was like they simultaneously had these huge egos, but they were really fragile people. It's like their egos were kind of like these massive soap bubbles. And the bigger their bubbles got the more delicate and fragile they became. It was like their, their sense of personal accomplishment and fulfillment came from filling up their own bubble and popping everyone else's. I mean, it was, it was really clear that the only time that, that they felt good about themselves was when they were able to position themselves above someone else. And I was just like watching them, you know, just like bicker and like push each other's buttons. And I just... I felt bad for them. You know, people who are secure with themselves, they don't fear the success of others. They're not threatened when other people succeed. People with a healthy sense of self-worth don't need to compete with other people to validate their identity or their, their sense of self-worth. Because they understand that their worth isn't defined by by their position above or below other people. You know, power created by building people up and empowering people is much more sustainable and meaningful than power gotten by stealing it from others. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like trying to build a house with someone who keeps tearing up the floorboards and tearing the walls down, right? Why? Like, after a while, you're just, you're not going to want to work with them anymore, you know? Because they're destructive. They're counterproductive to what it is that you're trying to do and what you're trying to build. Personally, you know, I, I don't like to cut others down. And I don't like being around other people who do. I mean, unless that's their kink, which is a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, but personally, like, I would... I would rather be alone than be around people who criticize me and, you know, and, and want to tear down my way of life or kind of want to make me doubt the things that I believe and I know to be true, right? Personally, I thrive on empowering and 
you know, encouraging and uplifting everyone in my life, right? Whether you're my best friend or you're just, you know, some person that I'm chatting with at the grocery store, you know, it's like, I like to make people feel good about themselves. And, you know, I, I see the good in me and I feel like that makes me more able to see and bring out the good in others. You know, to me, like investing in, in people who tear others down in the long run, that's a losing game. Because it's only a matter of time until it's your head that's on the chopping block. Let's see. Um, living with integrity means valuing both ourselves and other people. Because what we don't value, we won't respect. And respecting ourselves means being satisfied with who we are. No matter what age physical shape, or social class, you got to know that your life matters. And you are enough, just the way that you are. You know, it's not that I, I, it's not that I don't think money, ambition, or having goals is important. I mean, they absolutely are. I'm definitely a very goal-oriented person, you know? But, you know, our accomplishment of those goals can't be our only or our sole measures of happiness, life satisfaction and self-worth, right? Because, you know, money comes and goes, right? Health is, all of us are eventually, our health is eventually gonna decline, you know? Um, and, and then what, right? Like these things come and go, but then what? Then so does your self-worth? Then so does the way you treat other people, right? Like, you know, self-worth can't be based on things that are fleeting, right? Self-worth isn't something that you earn. It has to come from within you. It's not something to own. It's a state of being. You know, the hunger for, the hunger for more, the hunger for, you know, monetary gain and social status, you know, that's great for, you know, building a business, making money, accomplishing goals. But those are terrible things to build a stable identity around. I think I've, I've told this story before, but, oh no, this is a new story. So for example, I've got a friend and uh, she she's super active and she pretty much uses her body for a living. She's a stunt performer. She's been on like Ninja Warrior. She's a fire breather. She's a super accomplished dancer and just all around fucking amazing, amazing performer. Like you name it, she's fucking bossed up in it, right? Um, however, you know, um, like a month ago, she recently had a pretty bad injury and she was laid up in bed for like two weeks. Um, and overnight, her whole world changed. I remember she put out this post and, um, and she, you know, she's laid up in bed. She was asking herself like, who am I? Like, you know, she was like, now that I can't do the things I love, I can't be physically active. Like, I don't know who I am anymore what gives my life purpose? Like, I don't know. And during that time, she realized that her whole identity had been built around the things that she could do, right? The things that her body could do. And it, it wasn't built around who she was as an individual, right? Um, and when she could no longer do the physical things that she loved, suddenly she was like lost. <sighs> 
this was the story I was talking about. Um, I also had another friend. I think I told this story before, but I had another friend. And I remember I just, this guy just always fucking stood out in my head, you know? Like, I always thought he was weird because his only passions in life were monetary. Like, I just, I totally couldn't relate. That's why I found him fascinating. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I remember he was telling me, like, you know, yeah, his first goal was to make, like, you know, like, 75K a year. And then his next goal was to make, like, you know, he did that. And then his next goal was to make, like, 100K a year. And he did that, you know. Uh, you know, he wanted to buy this car and get that motorcycle. Boom, boom, check, check. You know, he did all these things. And, you know, I remember we were having brunch. And, you know, he, like, real, you know, casually, passively announced that, uh, you know, he'd, he'd, uh, he'd accomplished, you know, his goal of making over six figures or whatever, you know. But I remember, like, you know, he said this, but he didn't really seem happy, you know. Like, uh, he actually seemed kind of restless and disgruntled, you know. Uh, you know, meanwhile, I'm just like chilling, you know, it's like it's sunny outside, we in California, we hang now, you know, we having a good brunch. And uh, he was like, Yeah, you know, so I, uh, I accomplished all my goals. And I was like, Oh, I was like, well, guess you need some new ones then, huh? <laughs> and he looks down and he grumbles and I was like, what you gonna do? You know, right? What you gonna do now? Right? You've accomplished all your goals? What's next? And he was like, I don't know, maybe 150k a year? Like, and he was like half joking, but half serious. Like, he really didn't, he really didn't know. He couldn't think of anything that wasn't like, like monetary, right? He didn't like, he didn't have any passions that weren't connected to like physical objects that he could own. And, you know, <laughs> I just laughed, you know, right? Uh, I mean, that's great that he's ambitious and he's financially successful, but, like, he clearly wasn't happy, right? And no amount of money was going to change that. Like, you know, he might set another goal to buy some shoes or whatever, but, I mean, but then what, right? Like, if he didn't know how to be happy now, like, making more money wasn't going to make him happy later. You know? And to me, I'm like, what the fuck's the point in that? Right? Like, that's, to me, that's like an endless treadmill. You know? It's like your happiness is always just over the next hill. Right? And, you know, I don't tell this story. The story's not about being pessimistic or about criticizing the way that people live. You know, quite the opposite. Right? It's about finding a sense of personal satisfaction in our daily lives. And satisfaction doesn't mean that we have to stop working, you know, we have to stop being motivated, stop setting goals, or stop being ambitious, you know? It just means learning to love yourself at every stage of life, at every stage of the game, right? Loving yourself the same whether you're at the starting line, whether you're, you know, you're in the middle, you're at the finish line, anywhere in between, right? It means loving yourself at every stage of the game. And, you know, I mean, just because we aren't exactly where we want to be, right, that doesn't mean that we don't deserve to be happy. Just because we haven't accomplished our goals yet doesn't mean that we aren't good enough. You know, personal satisfaction, it has to come from within. Because no amount of money, status, or social accolades can teach you to be happy to love and to love yourself. 
So ultimately, um, you, we can't talk about integrity without talking about identity, right? They're intertwined. And that's really what this podcast is about. It's about identity and integrity as they relate to our sense of ethics. And, you know, integrity isn't just in any one thing that we do, right? It's not, it's, it's about how we conduct ourselves in all of our affairs over time, right? And no one's perfect, you know? We all have our days where we're grouchy, we're cranky, we fall short of the mark, you know? But what counts is our overall trajectory and our track record. Everyone's personal sense of integrity is going to be different, right? But, you know, we can ask ourselves certain questions to kind of get an idea of where we stand and where we can stand to improve, right? So some of them might think, you know, might be, how consistently do we live up to our values? Do we embody them on a daily basis? Or do we only call on them when it benefits us? Are we honest with others about our actions and our beliefs? Are we honest with ourselves? Do we thoughtfully check in with ourselves on a regular basis or do we just kind of impulsively jump to conclusions about people and situations? Do we own up to our missteps, right? When we make a mistake, everybody makes mistakes. Do we take responsibility for our mistakes or do we, do we point the finger and try to push blame and responsibility on other people, on circumstances, on other things? Do we actively confront our problems? Or do we try to avoid conflict at all costs? Do we have the best interests of others in mind when we're acting? Or do we secretly harbor selfish motivations in our actions? Are we upfront with our intentions? Are we honest with others about our intentions? You know, living with integrity is work, right? It, it takes work and it takes constant conscious effort in all areas of our life, right? However, so does lying. So does self-deceit. So does running from our problems. That's also work. Is what are you working towards? What are you filling yourself up with? Because you can get full on junk food the same way that you can on veggies and healthy proteins and other healthy food, right? However, the path that you choose and what you choose to fill yourself up with is going to yield dramatically different results. And the person who has the most to gain or lose by that decision is you. Well, that's all I got for you today. Again, my name is Vera Payam. You're listening to The Vera Payam Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if nobody has told you today, allow me to be the first. I don't know you, but I love you. <laughs>